Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to WL4J's Bible study. I am your host, Sister Alyssa Lynn. Um, last week we did, or last time we did Luke chapter 6, verses 1 through 19. And this week we are going to start with verse 20. But before we get started, once again, let us have prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives. We ask that this word go forth. And as we read the word, that it gets planted in our hearts and that we may not sin against thee. Lord God, we want to live our lives according to your will and your way. And we're just asking that your word be planted in us so that we may do so. We also know that the enemy comes in like a flood and the standard of the Lord is raised up against him. And we need the word in our hearts. Lord God so that the standard can be raised up against the enemy when he comes in like a flood we thank you God for all that you're doing in our lives and we just continue to give you all honor and praise in Jesus name amen all right let us go ahead and get started verse 20 and he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said blessed be your ye poor for yours is the kingdom of God blessed are ye that hunger now for ye shall be filled Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Alright, let's just go back over this small piece right here. First of all, Jesus is saying that if you're hungry now, and he's not hungry now, he's talking spiritually. You're spiritually hungry, you're going through it. Well, you can also say, mm, you can say it's both, because I sometimes look at the homeless and, and think they go through so much, and then and they still serve in God, and in the end, God, when he returns, everything will come out. And we can look at it that way, because when you're looking at his blessed part, for yours is the kingdom of God. Well, here's you're going to go through some stuff here. When you go through that stuff, there are rewards to that. And that's what Jesus is saying. That you may be hungry now, but you're going to be filled. You may be weeping now, but you will laugh. You may be having people hate you now and, and, and treating you bad and putting you aside and saying that you're worthless and useless. But you need to rejoice because that means that your reward in heaven is great. God's word always says that when we get rewarded here, it's, it's you don't expect to get rewarded in heaven. So we don't want all our rewards here. We want our rewards in heaven because greater things come. When we endure these things, we need to endure. And sadly, a lot of people don't want to endure. They think being a Christian means everything's going to be funky-dory, hunky-dory fine. And everything, nothing's going to be funky, nothing's going to be wrong. But that's not the way God's Word says. God's Word is clear. You're going to suffer. 
You're going to suffer for my name's sake. Just because you serve me, you're going to suffer. But know that after the suffering is over, you will be rewarded. Now, I always take that reward as being in heaven or being with Christ. But he also does some rewarding here. But if you look at our lives, even some of the rewarding here is not always what I think would be a great, the greatest reward. Because to me, the greatest reward is to live with Christ for all eternity. So if I get no rewards here and I'm just making it every day and just making it and just making it, I don't care because I want to see Jesus and I want to live with him for all eternity because I'd rather spend my life as a homeless person on in heaven than to have everything I ever wanted here on earth. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you can live your best life now. I don't want to live my best life now. Yes, God doesn't say we have to be mistreated, but God is also, for those ministers that are going around telling people that you can just have everything you want right now, you don't want everything you want. You don't want it all right now because if you get it all now, you're not going to get it when it comes to heaven. Because your focus is on that material stuff. And sadly, there's a lot of ministers preaching that craziness. And people aren't realizing that that's the material aspect of life. You don't want that. You want the spiritual growth. You want the spirituality. You want to be able to say, yes, I have stage 4 cancer. And that's okay because God's got me. The way these people are teaching, you won't feel that way. You won't feel positive about that at all. You will feel negative. About what God has called you to. And. I'm here to tell you. That's not God's way. I've sat under different preachers. And, and, and they say. Oh live your best life now. God's got your best life now. No he doesn't. Your best life is when he comes back. And so you're going to be hungry. You're going to be having people hate you. For no apparent reason. Rejoice in that. And I'm not talking about your haters because God is blessing you. I'm talking about people who hate you just because you praise God. Have you ever met people that just come up against you? I met one. And I finally got somebody like that in my life. And I think this woman just, she's just so anti-God. That she wants to make sure I understand that my cancer is going to destroy me. My cancer ain't destroying me. My cancer is drawing me closer to the Lord and she just can't see it. But that's okay because God is going to do what God does and she will see the light eventually. Yes, As long as I live according to God's word and don't cuss her out and do what God tells me to do. That is what makes a difference. But I'm getting off topic here. Let me just keep going. Because I really get tired of hearing people talk about, you know, they, they forget this part. The, the 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 well they call them the beatitudes or the blessings blessed are ye that hunger now blessed are ye that weep now it doesn't mean that you're gonna be not hungry until you till you don't know but don't don't take it for granted that your sorrow is actually molding you your sorrow your hungriness your being mistreated it's molding you into the person god has called you to so that's why he tells us to rejoice in that day and leap for joy because your reward is great in heaven he doesn't say your reward is great on earth he said your reward is great in heaven don't let these ministers trip y'all up 
come on now, let's get in the word and learn the word for ourselves so that when you get under somebody that says that, you know that, that what they're teaching is not right and you can go find a different church. You need a truth teaching church that's going to tell you that, yeah, you're going to have some bad days and yeah, it's going to stink, but your reward is not necessarily right now. Your reward is in heaven. We aren't living for now. We are living to live with Christ for all eternity and that's the difference between us and the world and we keep forgetting that and we need not to forget that all right now let's move on to verse 24 because you very rarely do you have here a minister who speaks on prosperity come here and speak on this verse 24 but woe unto you that are rich for you have received your consolation woe unto you that are full for ye shall be hungry woe unto you that laugh now for ye shall mourn and weep woe unto you when all men speak shall speak well of you for so did their fathers to the false prophets hmm. just those verses those three verses right there goes against everything those prosperity preachers are speaking just those three verses whoa he's not saying hey he's like whoa whoa oh no 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 if you're rich you've already got what you wanted you're gonna get that's it if you're full and you ain't hunger hungry for anything oh well guess what you 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 gonna be hungry one day and I believe that means when he returns back, all the stuff that you, you're going to see that none of that stuff was important. That what's important is you're, now you're going to hunger for what Christ, you realize, let me put it this way. We all hunger. Every single person that here hungers for something. But a lot of times we confuse what we're hungering for, for something material. So we get it and we think everything's fine. There's always a hunger that's not going to be fulfilled and it won't be fulfilled unless Jesus himself is in your life. He's the one that fulfills that. And that's where this is going. People speak well of you. <laughs> they spoke well of the false prophets too. Because the false prophets are the ones that tell people what they want to hear. That's what's getting said. No, no, no. Excuse me. We have to understand we don't want to be we want to be chastised we want to be treated different we want to be treated like christ was treated and we want to live strong and walk hard in his word so that when he comes back all well, the rewards that we will have the blessing of the i don't care i'm y'all think i'm joking why my girlfriend my sister my bestie she says all the time i'd rather be a homeless person in heaven than have all that i want here on earth and seriously, I want to, I agree with her to be a homeless person in heaven. Oh, come on. At least I'm in heaven. I don't care. I'll lay on the streets of gold. Who cares? I got Jesus. I see Jesus. I can go to him and talk. And I honestly do not believe there's homeless people in heaven. I don't think God is going to have it like that because our Jesus is just so awesome like that. But however, if there was, I would wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind at all just being in heaven alone and being able to see His face. And we need to have that kind of relationship with God that we don't care as long as we're with Him. Doesn't matter where we stand if we're standing next to Him or there's fifty thousand people in front of us. It doesn't matter. Just as long as we know that we're with Jesus, that's what really makes a difference. 
All right. Let me keep moving. I told y'all this is my favorite chapter, so y'all gonna have to forgive me. All right. Now, verse 27. This is where we're starting now. But I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on one on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee. And of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would, have, would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do good even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies and do good. And lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Oh, here's another thing you don't be hearing anybody say to do. Don't nobody tell you. We don't hear that no more. Yes, we hear about loving people. It says love your enemies. Love people that don't like you. Yes, we know. So that means the woman that I really don't care for, I got to learn to love her. Because that's what God's word says. We got to bless them that curse us. So that woman, when she told me I had a year of life, I got to bless her. I got to pray for her. I got to stay positive and speak positive to her. I have to show her the love of Christ. Despite the way she made me feel and put my own feelings aside and allow the love of Christ to come through. And that's what we're supposed to do. There's people on your job. Work your nerves. Family members. Work your nerves. Love them. Don't matter. Because you might be the only Jesus they ever know. The only interaction they ever know. could be you and if you're negative totally negative what example is that what example is it not a good one you have got to understand that God has called us to love those everybody the homeless person the drunk the drug addict the girl who beat her child to death the father who molested all his children. We are to love them. Why? Ooh, it's disgusting what they did. But Lord, you aren't God. You can't judge them. For all you know, they listen to the enemy. But then God can turn it around in their lives and use that evil for good. If he does it for us with some of the most despicable things we even think or have done. What makes you think he won't do the same? He will do the same. He will do the same. He will do the same. Y'all need to understand God's ways and God's word and God's uh, 
way he speaks of us and how he wants us to behave. Because one of the things he says in here that I say to people and they just, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. <laughs> this You got to have a giving heart. Someone, the neighbor comes, I have my neighbor who used to live next door to me. They don't let her no more. They used to. And every time I turned around, her daughter was knocking on my door, asking for sugar, asking for flour, asking to use our microwave, asking to use our can opener. All I never turned her away. If I had it, if I didn't have it, it's one thing. Then give it to them. Because that's what God's word said. He, it's not mine anyways. It's technically, if we look at stuff as a Christian, all of it belongs to God anyways. Wouldn't you want someone to share with you if you didn't have? If you were down and out, wouldn't you want someone to help you? Well, you help. It's not our job to decide if that person's going to go and take that money and put it in their arm or go take that money and buy some alcohol. That's not our job. God didn't tell us to do that. God said, give it. So we have it, you give it. My husband was the one that taught me that because I couldn't figure out why he was giving people. Listen, he said, because God said so. And then one day I went, came straight out, and I read this in Luke chapter 6. And that for a long time, I kept praying about that because I'm like, Lord, you just said, anybody asked me of anything and I have it, I need to give it. And he said, yeah. How'd you get it in the first place? You didn't get it on your own. How'd you get it? So I'm asking you, how'd you get it in the first place? You got it on your own? You honestly believe that you got that on your own? And I'm not talking about when God blesses you. My husband and I, when God blesses us, we always take and we bless people more than 10% of what we get. Because it's just the way we are. It's how we do. However, that doesn't mean everybody's supposed to be like that. We, that but God does say, do things with a cheerful heart. You do it with a cheerful heart. Someone asks you, you give it. And if they don't give it back, so what? So what? Let God do what God does best. And that is take care of you. And, and, and the next verse does say that. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. So what is done to you want done to you? You do it. Because what does God's word say? What good is it to give to your saved sister, brother in Christ? They do it for you. You know they do it for you. You're not sacrificing or giving anything up in the name of Jesus. But your next door neighbor who don't know Christ is always being over there knocking on your door. Here's an opportunity to witness to them. Give it to them and say, well, you know what? I thank God he made it so I have this in here. This is, this is to you because God said, he said, I got it. You got it. And yes, there's going to be some people try and take advantage of it. You pray about it and watch God fix it. When I thought my neighbors were taking advantage of it, and I prayed about it, and I talked to the Lord about it, things began to change. They don't let her no more. And things began to change. You trust God and seek God in every aspect of it. I'm telling you, it'll work. It works his prayer. Prayer, prayer. Build your relationship with the Lord. I'm trying to tell you. All right, so today we went over... Um, and in Luke chapter 6, we did verses 24 
all the way to verse 35. So next week, we're, next time we're going to, it's not week, but next time we're going to start with verse 36. And we may actually finish it all. We may, yeah, we might finish it all for next next time. But I just want to share with you, let you know that God is able. There's nothing in your life that God can't see you through and bring you through. And if it's in his word, trust his word, believe his word and do his word. For when you do, you can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong. You know, I was feeling some kind of way because I gave a sister. I had gotten a bonus. This is when I was working. I gave a sister in Christ her rent for like um, two months or something. So it was like 2000 some dollars. And she never said thank you. And I was feeling some type of way about that because she acted like... I had to do it. She never said thank you. And I said, Lord, I don't understand that. And he said, you didn't do it for her to say thank you. You did it because I told you to. Let the rest of that go. Or it's going to eat you up. And you're not going to want to help anybody else. So I started to think about that. And sure enough, it started. It was starting to eat me up. I didn't want to help anybody else. Oh, what do you mean? I just gave you two thousand some odd dollars. You can't even say thank you. And I know that I not only just paid your rent, I gave you a little bit of money for some food, and you can't say thank you to me. Oh, I was feeling some type of way, and I was telling the Lord, and that's one other time when He brought these verses to me and said, "I didn't tell you to do it so you could get thanks. I tell you to do it so you can live." what I need you to do I need you to do this don't worry about that I'll deal with that you worry about what I'm telling you to do and you do it and you do it with a smile on your heart and you do it with joy in your heart and you do it and do it because I said to do it and ha and be happy about it and sure enough I'm I'm past that now every now and again the enemy will mess with me and throw that in my mind and then I'll remember mm -mm, nope I did it because God said do it. I didn't do it for someone to tell me thank you. I didn't do it so someone says WL4J is the greatest. No. I did it because God said to do it. And my husband and I still do it when God tells us to do it. It's a blessing to be able to help others when you know. And some people are going to say thank you. And some people aren't going to say thank you. And some people's thank you will be louder than other people's thank you. Oh well, so what? I mean, it's nice to get thanked. Don't misunderstand me. But what I'm saying is that's not the reason. If you're doing it to get accolades and thanks from other people, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're doing it because God told you to do it, then you're doing it for the right reasons. So I'm going to leave you with that today. Join us as we start with verse um, uh, verse 36 next time. In, in Luke chapter 6, verse 36. And, and hopefully we'll go all the way to 49, the last verse in that book. So until next time, I want to say God bless. Know that you're in our prayers. And you'll forever keep your focus on Christ. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.